welcome to the Faceoffs and Fantasy Podcast with your two co-hosts, Sean and Marcus. Episode number 22, bit of a delay. <laughs> <laughs> bit Between late. episode 21 and episode 22. Marcus, care to uh, elaborate? Well, I am no longer a bachelor. <laughs> I got married. I've also moved. And uh, Sean, I think you have also done the latter. Yeah. <laughs> Moved, a lot of interviews, got a new job. My wife got a new job. We're figuring out, uh, we just finally got daycare for my son for September, which is very important because we're both going back to work. Yeah, it's, it's been a busy time, that's for sure. Very busy, very busy. That's why, you know, we're recording several months after the Stanley Cup has been awarded. <laughs> you know... We just we needed to some time to digest <laughs> and just really appreciate that leaf loss really hurt. Stanley <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Cup Finals, you know we're yeah like it's been a while, uh, but we also have a lot to talk about. So let's let's just jump right into it. Let's get into it. Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa Bay man, what a friggin' team! Like if they go back to the finals next year, are you surprised? No, not me neither. No. I'd be surprised that the Leafs couldn't be. <laughs> I don't uh, think that would be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, what's what's more of a surprise? The Leafs losing in the first round or Tampa making the Stanley Cup finals? <laughs> Ooh, I don't think any of those are surprises. That would be like same old, same old. This is the, literally the past three seasons. But that's what I'm saying. If you had to pick one, it's a difficult choice, but that's why I'm asking you. A surprise, uh, maybe, I guess, maybe Tampa making it to the finals again. Because the Leafs have won, haven't won a round way longer than Tampa's been making the finals. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. So the streak, yeah, that's very true. So the, the Leafs streak will be longer. Yes. Oh, that's that's interesting. Man, uh, good finals, though. I mean, very good. Colorado's a heck of a team. They are so, they were so good. They're still pretty good. Still pretty Still pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. They we're gonna talk about signings and re-signings and all that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll break down like all the specifics of players and contracts and fun things like that. But uh, yeah, I mean they certainly deserve to win. They plowed through the playoffs. Reminded me a lot of was it the 2014 LA Kings or the 2012 LA Kings? I think it was the 2014 LA Kings. One of them when they just literally basically went 16 and four and just ran through everybody in the playoffs. <laughs> and Jonathan Quick stood on his head every single game. It was very reminiscent of that for me when they basically just ran through everybody. That's a true. couple, two different sweeps. Yeah. Um, they only lost four games total. So they also were 16-4 in the playoffs. That's crazy. Twice to St. Louis and then twice to Tampa, Tampa Bay. yeah. Pretty wild. So well-deserved, well-earned. I think McKinnon is probably pretty happy that Sid can't yeah. make fun of him anymore. <laughs> for not having that cup and we'll talk about him signing a new contract uh, pretty soon too yes yeah so it was great finals marcus we're leafs fans so <laughs> what can we celebrate yeah that happened this summer marcus our signings we did win something <laughs> finally so, <laughs> finally we finally have a we get to see a, a heart trophy winner in our lifetime austin matthews won the Hart Trophy, so the MVP of the regular season. Entire league. Entire league, yes. Suck it, McDavid. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, McDavid's also incredible. <laughs> he, he easily could have won too. I think it's just not very often you see sixty goals. The last time was Stamkos. Yeah, I don't did Sam. I don't even think Stamkos won the Hart Trophy the last time that happened though, because he was. He did. I think he was a rookie or in his second year, and I don't think he had a ton of points in total. He had like a he had like ninety something points. Yeah, but <laughs> he didn't goals. break a hundred. I remember he didn't break a hundred. Yeah. Remember I asked you that? I think he had like sixty goals, thirty nine assists or something. Ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, that that does not happen too often, and yeah, you just gotta recognize game when it shows up like that. I I was gonna ask you, Marcus, do you think he's gonna be the captain soon or what? No offense to John Tavares, but he has certainly put his name on the franchise. If people didn't see him as the face of the franchise before, I don't see how you can't now. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's tough to strip somebody. <laughs> Although San Jose, yeah. I know, I know, but they didn't win. Little it's not Patty like it Marlo. worked out for them. <laughs> little Patty Marlowe got stripped. Little yeah. Joe Thornton got stripped. Gave it to Pavelski. Then Pavelski left. I think they didn't give it back to either of those guys. They gave it they to Logan Couture, Logan Couture instead. Yeah. Um, I happens. don't know. I think uh, you, you, that'd be a couple seasons down the road. I don't think it, you're going to see that as next season or anything like that. I think next season what's going to happen is they're just going to trade Matthews for Truba one for one. And then they're just going to name Truba the captain. Mm. Speaking of Truba becoming a captain. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty wild, man. I mean, he obviously has the ear of the dressing room. He's probably yeah. a good guy. Seems to be a pretty big leader, I guess, in the, in the change room there. And everybody likes him. So, man, that's like a team with Panarin, Zabinajad. Yeah. Even Kreider has been there a long that's time. That's true. Kreider's been there a long time. But, you know, I guess they committed to Truba. They gave him that long contract big contract and what about they just gave panarin a long contract they just re-signed zabinajad eight I, years you don't always see like the top Adam score Fox. you don't always see the top score as that like captain though you know they're uh, yeah not, i mean not always you know look, I feel like look at a... colorado gabriel landeskog's not okay the... <laughs> okay hold on a second here look at look in at our the... generation Marcus. tampa bay look at tampa bay what do you mean Kucherov is, I think, a little more talented than Steven Sam. Bro, come on. We went through this <laughs> when I misjudged the amount of points that Steven Samkos has in the NHL. That is true. You cannot deny the fact that a 60-goal scoring <laughs> superstar <laughs> is not worthy of that seat. I'm not saying he's not worthy of the seat. I'm just saying, like, the past couple seasons, although this season, Samkos had a lot of points, but Kucherov puts up points. Stamkos is the captain. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not denying. That. Are you I'm implying not. that the skill level gap between someone like Panarin or Zabinajad and Truba is as close as Kucherov <laughs> and Stamkos? Okay, maybe not a great example. Not a great example, but so if I may continue my point, Marcus, Go ahead. I feel as though our generation of growing up and watching these players has been the generation of skill guys getting the seat. Crosby getting it, Ovechkin getting it, McDavid getting it. Like, you're seeing teams who just literally don't even care. Even Taves, if we're talking about, like, young stars. But when Taves, it look at Kane. Kane's the well, point getter. But they gave Taves the the C way earlier. Yeah, that's Like, true. when they were really young still, yeah. right? So you're starting to see that more and more where it's like, yo, this sick young guy scores a lot of points. Here's the C. Run with it. Do whatever you want. It's an interesting choice for New York. Like, it's New York. Yeah, but maybe they don't want a Russian <laughs> being the captain. And well, maybe Panarin doesn't want to be I'm that, not like, saying Panarin. spotlight guy. What about Zabinijet? 
You've a been suite? there a lot. I don't longer. know. Maybe they don't want a suite. <laughs> what about Kreider? Good well, old American Cr- boy. Kreider could have. Kreider could have got it, especially after the season. What he about put Adam up? Fox, man? Hometown New York Jew. <laughs> could have given it to him. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you know. Maybe like you said, he's got the dressing room's ear. He's yep. got you know. You don't know what's behind the scenes, and maybe he's like a really good dressing room guy that everybody. Yeah, for. Th- and you know I, he throws those big hits. They they're they're impactful in the game. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just asked. He's Crosby. not a terrible player. <laughs> I mean, they single handedly won that series yeah. because he injured Crosby. That's true. So they would not have made it as far as they did. <laughs> that is for damn sure. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty wild. I think Matthews. I don't know, man. Like Spar is still great. Still a point per game player. It's fantastic. But I just think. I mean, you like, look at the playoffs, even like. No offense to Tavares, he kind of like was invisible. Almost. I don't even mean that. He I'm, had like I'm just talking about Matthews. Yeah, like it's Austin Matthews, man. Oh. After the heart season he had, like we all knew he was a generational talent, but now, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, man. There, he's he's up for his free agency in a couple of years. Uh, I feel like maybe you, hey, maybe, Mister, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mister Captain, you can't leave us. You got to stay. True. That could be uh, you know a signing bonus. You sign, we give you the C. I'm convinced that's what happened with Tavares, by the way. <laughs> well, that and but I think I, I think Matthews was supposed to be the captain originally. And then And then the whole mooning yeah, slash the yeah, whole <laughs> the whole Phoenix situation that happened in Phoenix with Austin Matthews and you know. Alright. <laughs> Enough about the drama maple yes. Yeah. <laughs> For now. For now. <laughs> we will be back. I just wanted to mention a couple like big re-signings because right now we're going to get up. Basically, we're going to talk about some trades that were made, some signings that happened because free agency went by. Uh, but I just wanted to mention a couple big re-signings because some of these guys were maybe expected to go elsewhere or potentially get traded or potentially signed somewhere else because they were going to be free agents, and they didn't. I'm just going to go through the list here, Marcus. Feel free to interject anytime you want. Talk about whoever you want. Maybe I'll get started. Go for it. Let's Once I talk about list. Pittsburgh, they're making another run at it. They uh, they decided to sign up the core again. So they re-signed Latang. They re-signed Malkin. Uh, so those two guys were going to be free agents. You know, we talked about them being with Crosby. I think they're now the the longest tenured, like, three guys that have mm, played together. Trio. trio in the NHL. And it will be the case for at least another four years because that's how long Malkin is signed for. Latang got six. Yeah, that's six a long, that's a long contract. Um, they both got 6.1 mil, so I think it's safe to say when Crosby resigns, he'll probably be making 6.1 mil. Um, they Maybe also a little signed, more. He signed less than Malkin before. Yeah, he got 8.7. 8.7, yeah. <laughs> um, they also signed Raquel, which was a little surprising, I think. Six times five years. That was a decent amount of money especially when they wanted to re-sign all the guys that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe they might want some more flexibility, but him and Malkin did have some pretty good chemistry in the second half of the year. As we all know, Malkin was injured for most of the season, came back, and he did pretty good with Raquel. So hopefully they continue to be a, a threatening duo going forward. So that was big in terms of Pittsburgh making some moves. Uh, we were just talking about the Stanley Cup Finals, Colorado and Tampa Bay. A lot of stuff happened in terms of those re-signings. So for Tampa Bay, they locked up their core, their second core. Yeah, the second tier guys. The second tier core, because <laughs> I I guess you know it's Stamkos and Kucherov and Hedman, 
were all guys that were already signed there. Oh, and obviously Vasilevsky. <laughs> and point. The, and point. The greatest goalie yeah. in That's, the world. Yes. And Braden Point is also signed long-term as well. But what they decided to do is sign Sergachev, Sorelli, and Cernak. All three of those guys got eight-year deals. So they're going to be there for another eight seasons. Uh, Sergachev got the most at 8.5. I think it's a little surprising just because he's been in a third-pairing role up to this point, and eight years is a long time to get that 8.5 number. But I think they were probably betting on the fact that they just traded McDonough away. Now Sergachev is going to be the second pairing left winger, and he's going to be Lef- eating up, lefty. Lefty, excuse me. And he's going to be eating up a ton of minutes. They probably expect his production to increase significantly, and they're probably betting that this is actually a solid long-term deal for a guy like Sergachev. I mean, not to interject, but Sergachev has put up some really good numbers. Please do. As a as a like third pairing, second kind of pairing, you know, obviously he's not playing the top tier minutes like Hedman, but he's still putting up really good numbers. Yeah, and he was like a top prospect. What was he drafted like eighth overall or something uh, was, in his year? Yeah. Or, or he was or, definitely top or, ten. Yeah. So, if I were to ask you right now, Marks, no thinking. You have to answer as soon as I ask the question. So you have like one second okay. to answer. Who do you want on your team, Sergachev or Durant? Sergeyev, obviously, yeah. That that was a big trade from Montreal. You know, obviously they just keep giving away their first round picks. Russian demon. Yeah, Russian demon. <laughs> they they did trade Rovanov. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think Sergeyev is in line and poised to take a big step. He's no. already he already showed that he can kind of take on that role, and now he's going to be thrust into that role. No, absolutely, I agree with you. Cernax, I mean, he's a good player. I feel like he's solid, top four. 5.2 seems reasonable. I just don't know how that's going to age. He's like what you want Ben Sherratt to have been. Yeah. <laughs> For and Florida, I'm, at least. Well, because I'm also thinking, like, how much are we peeing Brody? Five or 4.5? Uh, I think it's five, right? Yeah, Brody four, makes like five four or times five. 5.25 or something like that. Yeah, so like five million bucks for Brody. He's exactly what you would expect. Solid guy through and through, top four minutes, can play either left or right, even though he's a lefty. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's but probably... But Cernak also hits. Yeah. Well, Brody's Cernak. just got kind of got a good stick, makes a good pass, but... Fantastic at breaking up two-on-ones. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, like but, nobody else. But Cernak can, can really throw the body. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sorelli's a big signing for them, too. I mean, that's, again, an interesting signing. He'll probably end up playing a bit of left wing, too, I'm sure. But now this is their third line center because they already have Stamkos. They already have Point, Point yeah. as their top two centers. I mean, the Leafs went through this with Kadri, and I know Kadri's about to re-sign, but we couldn't afford Kadri as the third line center at 4.5 mil, yeah. 6.25 mil for a third line center. Uh, it's decent. I don't amount. think it was the Leafs couldn't afford. They couldn't afford his um, <laughs> incidents in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah, as he's as he's hanging out with the Stanley Cup right now. It's true. Um, but, yeah, so well, I, I, that's because he didn't get suspended. It's true. Well, he got, <laughs> he got injured. Yeah, but mix it up a little bit, you know? He he's didn't miss like, games. put his team down in a five-minute major or something yeah. like that. and <laughs> That's right. He won the cup, man. Yeah, can, no, good for him. I can do whatever I'm happy he for. I'm happy for Kadri. Skin on skin, Mike. Skin, skin on, on skin, skin, baby. <laughs> Some good signings for them. So that core and secondary core is together for, like, so long. Yeah. <laughs> so we were joking about it earlier, but it's not really a joke. If they end up back in the Stanley Cup finals next year, uh, you know why, because they have the same guys who have yeah. been there no, three times in a row. And team one has not changed. Yeah. 
S- subtle changes, slight, slight tweaks. You Sweet. know, I mean, obviously the departure of McDonough is pretty big, but like we said, Sergachev is. I think he'll slide right yeah, in. Raised, I don't think they'll miss that too much, yeah, to be honest. Exactly. But uh, kind of yeah. forced him out, poor guy. But well, he's <laughs> going to Nashville. I honestly think Nashville have a decent team this year. I don't mind their signings either. Niederreiter is a is a big signing for them. Nashville definitely made some moves. And Obviously, Forsberg? I think in terms of the re-signings, huh. yes. <laughs> Forsberg is the big re-signing for Nashville. Forsberg is only making 8.5. And, you know, they, they, he, it was, like, really unsure if he was going to re-sign. They, they were talking about at the trade deadline if they're going to trade him or if they're going to try and re-sign him. And um, David Poyle was adamant that he's going to re-sign him. And, uh, and he did. He, he locked him up. So, No, it's great signing for them. You know I'm a big fan of Saros, so I wouldn't be surprised if that team did pretty well. But the opposite side of Tampa Bay in the finals, Marcus, Colorado, they locked some guys up too. I would say it's a little, I don't know, it's kind of odd because this is their secondary guys, I guess. Minus but, uh, Burakovsky. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like, I don't know, I'm looking at the secondary guys from Tampa. I kind of like them a little more. Yeah. Uh, Nishushkin signed eight years. But they're signing for a little less too, right? They signed, they, oh yeah. They signed these second tier guys for a little less. Maybe they're not as skilled, so that's why they're getting a little less. I don't <laughs> know, man. Nishushkin's 6.125 or Sorelli for 6.25. I think I'd take Sorelli. Either way, N- Nishushkin's been big. He was like, um, I think his, his defensive game really he really stepped up his defensive game coming back into the nhl he's a big guy too and um you know he's he does have some scoring touch he was like i think 14th overall he got drafted by dallas way back in the day i think he was top 10 pick okay then there you go yeah 10th 10th or 8th or something yeah. like that so yeah he's he, he was a solid he, big prospect he definitely has potential he's uh still fairly young i think he's like 25 or something like that so and then they locked up manson four times 4.25 lecking it five times 4.5 as well so there's a couple guys there. Like this is where the depth is coming in. And they're mm-hmm. just gonna bring these guys back and try to win another cup next year, Tampa Bay style. Yeah. And when Nathan McKinnon needs to sign a new contract, then they look at the numbers <laughs> again. And if someone has to get traded, someone has to get traded. Yeah. Um, I think that's why you don't see potentially Kadri being re-signed. Obviously, with Nathan McKinnon getting the best, or he's got the best contract right now for a player. Oh his, yeah, <laughs> right. Best value contract out there because he only makes he doesn't even make like six. I yeah, think it's six point three or yeah, something I don't like think that. It's six and a half. So yeah, you don't see somebody like a, another top guy in their top six was uh, Burakovsky who uh, signed in Seattle, but he was another one. I guess they chose Nchushkin over Burakovsky, but he was also a big contributor to their Stanley Cup run. So, no, oh, that's fair, man. But you got the you they re-signed the OT champion, Lekkonen, so they're good. Boom. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, another team that <laughs> waited and then signed a bunch of people. And no, I'm not talking about the New York Islanders. The Boston Bruins. They mm. literally signed three centers on one day, just like, <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, here's our first, second, third line of centers. Uh so Bergeron comes back. Krejci come back. So he left, he played in uh, Czechia for a year, and now he's back. And then they also signed uh, Zaka. So one one year, 3.5 for Zaka. Krejci and Bergeron, their contracts are interesting. So they signed them for, like, lower numbers. So Bergeron signed at one, like, one year at 2.5 mil. So that is, like, the base salary of the contract. Mm-hmm. 
but what it also includes is a 2.5 million dollar bonus if he hits 10 games played so essentially what you see here is a one-year five million dollar contract the reason that they've done it this way though is once he hits that two that sorry the 10 games and gets the additional 2.5 million in bonus money at the end of the season if boston cannot accommodate the bonus that means if they tried to give him the 2.5 million dollar bonus on the cap structure of their team then that means they can't do it because they can't go over the cap so that cap would actually move into next season's cap. Mm. So they're so like delaying it. They're delaying it yeah. a year is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So they're like, all right, Bergeron is 38 years old. Let's bring him back for one more year. Krejci is probably close to 38 years old as well, maybe 36. Let's bring him back. They signed him to a one-year $1 million with a $2 million bonus. They didn't say what the bonus actually was, but I imagine it's probably something similar to bergeron's like oh play 10 games yeah and then basically they're just deferring money to next year so kind of cap circumvention but also it's legal mm -hmm. so it is what it is yeah and then they also signed pavel zaka who they traded for they traded their other second line center this past <laughs> season eric Halla. yeah obviously i don't think he worked out as well boston was looking for more and they addressed their needs, bringing back David Krejci and um, adding Pavel Zaka, who can also play the wing. He's played um, center and left wing in New Jersey. Um, more of like a power forward kind of guy. He um, was like sixth overall pick yeah, or something, right? very high pick for New Jersey. Kind of never really broke out. So we'll see um, if he can put it together in Boston. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but all the best to him. <laughs> Sorry, Boston. Maybe, maybe not against the Leafs. You know, put it together against Ottawa, Florida, Tampa. That's fine with me. <laughs> That's fair. We told you earlier. There's just too much stuff to talk about, so we can't talk about everything. This is the last thing I want to talk about for re-signings. Is uh, Robert Thomas from St. Louis and Huge. Josh Norris from the Ottawa Senators. They both signed eight-year contract extensions. Very similar concept here. We have young centers who are playing for their team. They did pretty well this year, and by pretty well, I mean Thomas did fantastic. Uh, Norris also did well, but he was injured for a while. And they're both making roughly $8 million, so like an 8 times 8 contract, which is pretty crazy. But I think it's kind of the cost of doing business these days, and that's just the way it's going to be. So when we look forward, like I remember last year or the last two years when you started seeing all these defensemen signing, like mm -hmm. Darnell Nurse making like nine million bucks and then Ham seth jones making like nine million bucks and then dougie hamilton dougie hamilton making nine million bucks then you look at warensky again nine million bucks you started to see this like idea that the the market for defense for young talented defensemen was kind of changing and morgan even riley 7.5 <laughs> morgan riley 7.5 that's a steal yeah. in my opinion sergachev we just talked about it eight years yeah. 8.5 million bucks so that is kind of seeping into forwards now you're you're starting to see that with young talented forwards i mean the leafs did this <laughs> they did it with their superstars they locked up matthews they locked up marner at pretty high numbers when they were young guys uh, so this is something i think we're going to start seeing more and more that's the reason i want to bring it up because i think it's going to just continue as a trend for sure all right so let's get into some trades i guess we're just going to talk quickly about some of the big trades 
that happened um, before the draft, during the draft. So we'll start with Alex Debrinkit. He uh, he got traded. <laughs> who didn't? <laughs> From <laughs> who, yeah, the who Chicago didn't get Blackouts. traded in Chicago? Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. <laughs> They're real happy about it. Yet. <laughs> That's true. So Alex Deprinkett got traded to the Ottawa Senators of all teams. Um, they acquired... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean of all teams, man? Well, I mean, before that move, you didn't see... Put some respect <laughs> on their name, Marcus. Well, I'm saying before that move, you know, that this move kicked it off, I think. I think this move really showed that Ottawa as an organization is committed to really making a run, putting some real good players on the team, paying out some players, and committed to being competitive in the league. So why did Chicago do it, Marcus? Uh, Chicago feels that they're in a rebuild. They don't like their core, except they kept two of their main core, which... Wow. <laughs> they will get But they're traded, lifers. Th- sure. Those guys are lifers, and I guess, you know, if the, they they still can get traded. You know, this, this offseason has been crazy, and I think after this most recent uh, season's performance, they felt that... Their current core was not able to. It's not going to take them to the promised land. So Seth Jones, baby. Yeah, I know. Eight right? more years. Jeez. Yeah, no. It's it's wild, man. Like that trade's crazy. That's a big trade for yeah. Ottawa. I like that they swung for the fences. Who cares? Forty goal scorer. Seventh overall pick. Don't need it right now. Our core is young. Our core is developing. But that seventh round pick is going to take a year or two to show up. We'd rather have to bring it. Big That's trade, true. man. Not the only Canadian team, Marcus, to make it make a trade. You know? No, keeping with the Chicago trend, they also traded a very young player, drafted third overall just a couple seasons ago, Kirby Doc. So Kirby Doc got traded to Montreal and is a three-team trade. The Islanders traded their first-round pick, thirteenth overall, to the Montreal Canadiens for Alex Romanov, who was um, a very young defenseman playing for them hard hitting <laughs> there was a lot of hits man there was a lot of hits blocks him a fantasy dude got it hits, blocks a lot that. of shots i remember he, uh, like one of the plays he had against the leafs he made this really nice like outlet pass just seemed it <laughs> through <laughs> what, what kind of player does he sound like marcus <laughs> He uh, sounds like a Lou Lamorello, yeah. New York Islanders defenseman. There is exactly what he sounds like. So yeah, they um, Montreal traded Alex Romanov in a fourth for their Islanders first round pick, thirteenth overall, and then they took that third thirteenth overall pick and added a third and acquired Kirby Doc from the Chicago Blackhawks. So another young piece. I don't know why he didn't fit. In the rebuild, he's still very young. I think he's only like 22 or something. Very young. Um, surprisingly, but, and he, you know, he he unfortunately broke his wrist or his hand like last season during the World Juniors. And that kind of really set him back. And I don't think he really got back um, to where he was playing before. So that, uh, I guess, Chicago just wanted to move on from that. And the Sens were not done there, Marcus. <laughs> because in order to accommodate DeBrinkett and his $6.4 million cap it, even though they have cap space, they decided that they needed to get rid of a big cap hit on the back end <laughs> um, by trading Matt Murray to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Matt Murray sent over. They retained 25% of the cap hit. And uh, so, yeah, so the Leafs have two years of Murray now. And 
in response to that, which is kind of funny, they traded away Matt Murray. And then what they did is they actually traded for Cam Talbot. So that was one day apart. They traded uh, Murray to the Leafs, and then they acquired Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. So they Trading decided Philip Gustafson, who was kind of like a backup third third goalie kind of that they had. Yeah. Um. So I mean, their goalie of the future is Anton Forsberg. Yeah. Like he he was fantastic last season. He finally broke out. He signed a three year extension with them. I think it was like ten million bucks or something. So something like three to three point five AAV. And uh, so they decided they would go for the veteran in Talbot and give probably more than that. Well, I think to Forsberg over time. I think the Talbot um, that deal opened up because Flurry resigned in Minnesota. So yeah. Cam Talbot under his or what he expected from the team was he was going to get a majority of the starts. He was the starter up until basically they acquired Mark Andre Flurry, and yep. he only got one start in the playoffs and they kind of just threw him to the wolves in the last game there he was probably a little fed up or just a little frustrated i think he told disappointed yeah disappointed he told bill Guerin, you know i don't want to be competing i want the majority of the starts so bill Guerin went out and made a deal i guess i think ottawa wins that deal they get a new starting goaltender in cam talbot yeah uh, I... or like a 1b guy who can really compete and bring up Forsberg. That's what's then, interesting to me yeah. though is Talbot. Why was didn't upset. the Leafs just go and get him? Oh well Cam not yeah, not bad. The <laughs> Leafs could have gotten Talbot. That's fine too. I just meant more so like Talbot left because Fleury was there. He didn't want to split starts. Maybe because they're both veterans, but now he's going over to Ottawa. I feel like last year was the starting of yeah. Forsberg really starting to come into his own I think they're going to give him at least 50% of the starts this year. That's so true. I don't necessarily know that Talbot was going to get that many more starts. Well, he wanted he out of Minnesota, Minnesota. So I think he got his wish. I don't know if it's a better situation in, in Ottawa, but I think he it's a still a good situation because Ottawa has made a lot of moves and they're, oh, they're, they're going to be really competitive this year. Another team to deal with in the Atlantic for the Leafs. Yeah. And, I mean, we're not there yet, but we're going to talk about some free agent signings that they made as well. Yes. In particular one that was pretty <laughs> pretty impressive. So some other stuff that happened, Brent Burns big and Pacioretty. Both big names got traded to the Carolina Hurricanes. Unfortunately, Pacioretty just tore his Achilles, so he's going to be out for about six months. Um, that's really bad news for Carolina. But Brent Burns coming Why, in. Why, they didn't give up anything. Well, but they lost Niederreiter. I guess so. So Patrick was coming in. He was oh, going to be yeah, a, yeah, a high-scoring yeah. winger for them. That's true. Um, which they don't actually score a ton of goals. For a really solid, yeah. deep team, they're just very good, sound hockey team. They don't let up a ton of goals. But I think they were really expecting Patrick to come in and to actually provide a lot of offense for them, specifically goals, like goals in the back of the net. Brent Burns can score. Brent Burns can score too, man. And Put also on the way. <laughs> well, they just traded D'Angelo to Philly. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know what the heck Philly is thinking, trading for a right shot defense. Philly's a disaster. <laughs> who plays power play, and isn't great defensively. Oh wait, don't they already have like three guys on their team like that? Oh, and they gave him a two-year, ten million dollar extension. By the way, just throwing that out there. Philly's a disaster. Moving back to Carolina. <laughs> 
honestly, the Brent Burns trade, I think, is a great trade. They they retain 33% by they, I mean, San Jose. So it's actually a very palatable contract. And they have him for three years. He's going to quarterback that power play. He's a big body, talented guy. They already have shutdown defenders on the team. They don't mm-hmm. need someone to be a shutdown defender. They need a big body who can run a power play and who actually, you know, can score goals. Carolina also got Dylan Coughlin in the deal for Patchetti from Vegas. Pretty young defenseman, right-handed shot, could also make the team. Probably like a sixth, seventh defenseman. You mean Ethan Bear? Well, the, I'm I'm just they're adding more depth. Carolina's just even got more depth. More and more depth. But uh, yeah, those were some big trades that happened like before and kind of on the draft floor. So that's why it's important that we went through this stuff kind of in chronological order of like re-signings and then also trades on the draft floor. Two things about the draft. Uh, Number one, like everyone thought Shane Wright was going first overall. Seemed like a pretty foregone conclusion. Uh, He went fourth. He dropped to fourth to the Seattle Kraken. So I think that's a huge pickup for Seattle. I think that that'll be really good for them. Even if he plateaus at a second line center, like whatever, man, they have a solid top two center for the next however many years. I think that's important for a, a brand new organization. Yeah, they uh, definitely have a cornerstone player to build off of now. Yeah. And Montreal decided to go with the the more high upside winger that has more skill. So Slavkovsky was the one who went first overall. They seem pretty enamored with him. He's done well in international competitions. And they kind of have centers now. Yeah. They they have Suzuki, Dvorak, and Doc as Mm -hmm. one, two, three centers on the team. And they're all pretty young. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't think they were super sold on right i guess and they probably weren't super sold on needing another center they decided to just go for it they have cole caulfield as somebody who is uh you know a number like a really high talented goal scoring kind of guy so now slavkovsky is gonna hopefully be the other one and so they're gonna have some some guys who can put the puck in the back of the net along with some nice centers young centers to go there so their rebuild is going pretty nice actually especially if they do poorly this year and get Bedard too. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey uh, drafted Simon Nemec, defenseman. Mm-hmm. It's um, supposed to be really good, by the yeah. way. People are saying, like, even though he went second overall, people still don't understand how good this guy could be. Could be, like, another Mertz Sider type deal. Yeah. They're saying he's supposed to be really good. Yeah. And then number three were was uh, the Logan Arizona Cooley. Coyotes. They drafted uh, Logan Cooley out of the ushl so he jumped above uh shane wright at that center position but exactly and then fifth cutter gochier great name cutter <laughs> cutter and uh sounds columbus like also nickname. picked up a sorry go ahead. sounds like a pokemon nickname yeah <laughs> cutter use cut yep and so that's the top five uh columbus drafted six david yurichek right-handed defenseman also pretty good out of the czech republic and Chicago, with that seventh that they received in the DeBrincat deal, drafted Kevin Korczynski, also defenseman, out of the WHL. And we'll just round out the top ten. So Detroit, Marco Casper, center, out of Sweden. Matthew Savoy went to Buffalo. Classic Detroit. And they're yeah. Swedes, man. <laughs> that is true. Another Swede. Um, they got Raymond. They got uh, Cider. And now they got... Uh, casper is so, cider swedish i know he played on rogla 
Oh, he did. Oh, no, he's German. He's oh, German, but he's okay. playing in Rogla. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Moritz Sider didn't sound yeah, like yeah, a no, no. Swedish he's not, name to me. He's not Swedish. Sorry, he played in Sweden. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, just cut that out. yeah he won he, <laughs> he won defensive of the year in the swedish league i <laughs> all right i just heard i'm listening no, to he's the german. name he's german moritz sider doesn't yeah. sound swedish that's all i don't know he's german uh buffalo drafted matthew savoy out of the whl and another center and then pavel minchikov from the Saginaw spirit went to anaheim to round out the top 10 let's get to free agents marcus all right free agents Free agency, <laughs> July 1st, but not really July 1st because of COVID. Thank you. Man, there was, I mean, there's a lot of signings. So we're just going to stick to the big ones, eh? Yeah, big signings. Um, number one signing, I think, of the offseason free agency was Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Hockey left the Calgary Flames, left a huge offer from the Calgary Flames to sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Seven years, 9.75 mil. I think the really important part there is, number one, nobody really saw Columbus as a front runner, we'll say. Dark horse. Dark horse, yeah. But yeah, it happened. And apparently he wanted to go there. So once Columbus made a phone call to his agent, uh, his agent told them he really wants to come here. Let's make this happen. And they did. But the big residual effect of that is Patrick Laine also re-signed with uh, Columbus four years, 8.7 mil. So now they're going to have Johnny Hockey and Laine playing together yeah. for at least four seasons. And that That's going to be scary. And that doesn't include potential <laughs> other free agents that yeah. might join them mm-hmm. over the next three, four years. I think it's a really big signing for Columbus. I think it's good for them in the city. I've been to Cleveland. I haven't been to Columbus personally. Yeah. But, man, Cleveland was so much fun. I feel like Ohio is pretty underrated. Ohio, yeah, I think is yeah, we, underrated as a we state. We went to a, a Cleveland Browns game. Man, that was that was a time. But, like, that little downtown district area of, of uh, Cleveland was a lot of fun. Um, just stuff going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we went and saw a comedy show. We didn't even know that it was happening. We just walked by, saw a billboard. <laughs> like, oh, let's go to a comedy show. It was the guy from... What's that show that you guys watch? That tech show, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, the the ginger guy, the big tall guy. Oh, uh, T J. Yeah. Miller. Yeah. It was really him. <laughs> Not J T Miller. Not T J Miller. T J Miller. <laughs> T J Miller or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah. Man. Uh, good food, like nice area. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was there. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so that was huge. Yeah, I think sign. I think uh, Ohio gets ragged on. Don't know no why. Reason, but. Apparently, you know, it was Phillies to lose, essentially. I think I think he was going to go to Philly, but Phil, Philly's kind of a Philly a didn't disaster. offer him a contract. They, well, they, they apparently didn't have enough cap, but you make the cap. You don't go and acquire D'Angelo and <laughs> buy out Lindholm or, and <laughs> whatever to not offer Johnny Goudreau, who probably would have signed for... You know, give him anything over nine. <laughs> Something that starts with a nine. Yeah. Yeah, that was odd. I think uh, Calgary offered him at the end eight years, 10.5. But Well, we know that they did. Yes. Because they gave that exact contract <laughs> to somebody else. Yes. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other notable signings that happened. So I really want to talk about this one, Mark. So I'm going to jump to Claude Giroux. Mm. Three years, 6.5 mil with Ottawa, AAV. Man, that is a big time signing for them. We talked about Debrinket getting there. Now Giroux's there. They already have Josh Norris there. They already have Batherson there. They already have Brady Kachuk there. This is a deep offensive 
pool of young talent. And I think Giroux as a veteran is going to come in as a hometown guy. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a perfect fit in this new system that he's going to be playing in there. I mean, no offense, but a lot of things are better than Philadelphia right now. <laughs> um, but all things considered, I feel like this actually is a really good fit. People are talking about Giroux to Ottawa because he's from there. Yeah. Maybe on his next contract. Mm-hmm. This is a slam dunk for them. Yeah. And I wonder he's if still pretty good. He's still a very good player. And I wonder if getting to Brinkett has anything to do with that. Like, oh yeah. Hey, you know what, Giroux? The last however many years we've been a little stingy with our money. We don't like to spend too much. We're going for it with this team because we think this is the team that can actually do it. Come and join us. This is the time. Yeah, good on the Melnick family for you know giving the funds or giving the go ahead for the Ottawa GM to really make some moves and put together a very competitive team. Kind of scared now in the Atlantic. Another another tough team, especially (laughs) Ottawa is always going to show up against Toronto. So yeah, Marks, why don't you take a couple of these? Yep. So our boy Soup Jack Campbell Soup has uh, re-signed, or signed actually, sorry, signed. He got his deal. He got the deal that he wanted, uh, five by five. Edmonton gave it to him. So, um, you know, the Edmonton Marlies. <laughs> uh, but no, good for him. Good for Jack Campbell. I think obviously that's a good fit. They definitely needed a goaltender in that uh, playoff run that Edmonton went on. I think that would have made a bigger difference. I don't think it probably would have made the difference against Colorado, but you never know. So good for Edmonton getting getting that goaltender. Because I feel like Mike Smith played really well until the Colorado series. (laughs) And then he kind of like sizzled off. Yeah. But he played really well, especially in like the earlier rounds that they were in. Well, you know, he had a couple bad games. Good for soup. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about this off air earlier, but. I guess we'll find out if goaltending was the problem oh, yeah. <laughs> in Edmonton or if it is their D because as a Leafs fan, I just look at Cody CC and Tyson Berry as two of the six guys on your defense core. And I'm just not sold. So good luck to Campbell. Good luck to the Edmonton Oilers. Hopefully it was just a lack of consistent goaltending. And if he can bring that there, then we'll get to see McDavid and dry play some late rounds in, uh, in the playoffs, which will be fun as always, because those guys are insanely good at hockey. Yeah, hopefully Dry Sidle's not on one leg. Man, <laughs> that, he still I know <laughs> was putting up ridiculous numbers. It is crazy. It's crazy. The guy's on one leg and he's still scoring goals, making passes, just putting up all the points. Crazy um, man. Vincent Trocheck, Carolina. He was in Carolina, so Carolina did not have the cap space to sign him, or just didn't want to sign him. So. He uh, has moved on, and now he is a New they have, York. They have a new second-line center, Marcus, in Carolina. I don't know if you remember. Something referred to as an offer sheet happened last offseason. <laughs> is he going to be second-line center? They he, got Nietzsche. He is, man. I think they're tr- I think they're planning on giving it to Kock and Yemi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they got Nietzsche. They got... But Nietzsche plays the wing, too, doesn't he? Okay. I All think right. KK is a center. All right. He was third-line center last year, yeah. maybe even fourth for a bit. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, man, they they offer-sheeted him. They I know. wanted him. They really think that he has a future. So, interesting. But, man, it, it's a good signing for New York. Yeah. The Rangers, yeah, they signed uh, Vincent Trocek. So, getting, we'll get to the other signing. I guess, so they had Andrew Kopp. Kopp went to the Detroit Red Wings. 
at five years, 5.625. So very similar to Vincent Trocek, just two years less. Yeah, but, same um, money. Yeah, same money, two years less. And yeah, so Trocek, they get another kind of very defensively smart center and uh, big signing for the Rangers. It's an interesting move, actually, now that you say that, that they're making the same money. They prefer Trocek. I mean, Trocek is been fantastic his whole career the only thing is i know he's i think he's 29 right yeah now. he's a little older than yeah Cobb. he'll be yeah. turning 30 so a seven-year contract like he'll be around 36 by the time it finishes so i guess there is some risk there towards the end of the deal uh, but yeah man that's good for them some stability up the middle and i think that's what they need right now it's a young up-and-coming team man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so interesting and then yeah going back to detroit they signed andrew cop um he played in michigan i think he was teammates with dylan larkin and uh he's a michigan native or played in michigan so he's familiar with the detroit area he's from sweden or he played in sweden (laughs) one of the two one of the two he's from michigan or he played in michigan uh don't know off the top of my head uh no it doesn't matter i was just making a joke (laughs) uh detroit made a couple other signings so shirat ended up going there four years 4.75 mil that's a big number deal for him like a lot of people are saying 4.75 mil is a lot for him. What he brings. I know he's a top four defender. He's going to be their top left shot defender. And he's probably going to be playing with Mo Sider because I'm assuming Mo Sider is going to be the top right, uh, right shot defender. So I think it's going to work for them. And they're still a couple years away. So I feel like four years is really not that bad for them. And uh, it's Stevie wise. So I would never question him anyways. Cause yeah. He knows a lot more about hockey than me. Yeah, so Cop played for Michigan, and he's born in Ann Arbor. So he's a he's a Michigan boy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, he's going back home. Yeah, so I, I believe he was the captain of Dylan Larkin before. For five years. Yeah. Well, that's a fun <laughs> so time. He's, yeah, gets to go back home. Um, yeah, Detroit has really put together a competitive team. I think they're going to be low-key, very competitive. I don't know if they're going to make playoffs, but I think they've got a good chance. And they also added Perron. David Perron. That's a first time Perron has not signed a contract with the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> yes. So big signing there. Uh, two years, 4.75. I think um, St. Louis kind of gave away a lot of their cap with the, the Thomas signing. And I think, you know, they had to make their own moves. And it's, you know, Perron will come back to St. Louis at some point. So <laughs> <laughs> they know that. They know that. He'll, so, he'll come back. So does Stevie Y. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'm going to get Perrant so yeah. I can get a sick deal <laughs> yeah. when I send him back the other way. Exactly. Yeah. So um, definitely Detroit making some uh, some splashes out there. Another big signing was the Mason Marchment. So he was playing in Florida, kind of his breakout season. Sorry, I was going to mention this when you were talking about Robert Thomas. Yeah. St. Louis is also going to need to sign Jordan Cairo soon. And he's also another piece of that offense that they see there for a long time moving yeah. forward because Tarasenko and O'Reilly are actually both up at the end of the season in terms of their contracts. I don't think Tarasenko's resigning. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think so either. So I think that pushes Jordan Kyra up to the top line with Robert Thomas. I think they see him also as an, another young up-and-comer. Yeah. So I have a feeling they're saving a few dollars for him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Mason Marchment was playing in Florida this season, had a kind of a breakout season, and he signed 4 by 4.5 with Dallas. I think that's a great fit for Dallas. 
and I think he I think it was said that he had a coach there in Dallas um, and you know obviously with uh, his recent family tragedy his father passed away unfortunately during the right before the draft uh, his his dad Brian Marchment played with the Toronto Maple Leafs he was working I think he was a scout with the San Jose Sharks and unfortunately he passed away kind of suddenly in Montreal so Mason Marchment getting some uh, I guess some term some term some money and also just you know that familiarity with having a coach in Dallas that he uh, played I think his junior career with and obviously you know this was a guy who kind of came from nothing he was undrafted and he you know he was on the Marlies the Leafs had him and then they traded him for Dennis Mulgan kind of like a not nothing for nothing trade but you know Mason Marchment kind of just took that took that um, opportunity and really turned himself into a top six, top nine player. So helps playing for the team that scores the most goals yeah. in the NHL. <laughs> that is true. But I think he added some like some defense to his game. He's a very big, lanky player or big player, throws hits, but also very long. So he's, he can really use his stick and which really adds to the defensive game. Yeah. No, it's uh, for sure. That's the way it works. And, I mean, Dallas gave that money to Marchment, so they couldn't afford Klingberg. Uh, <laughs> Klingberg, man, odd situation. He ends up signing a one-year, $7 million hit with uh, Anaheim. So he was hoping for at least a 7 times 7 uh, maybe even 7 times 8 but he certainly did not get anything close to that. So he's going to play one year in Anaheim, probably quarterback the power play, play with some young guys, yep. and just see what happens. And if he can replicate some good numbers, maybe he'll get a contract next summer. Yeah, I think the this is the cap space and availability just disappeared. Um, you know, he I think he's a good player. I think uh, lots of teams would probably love to have him, but cap space is a hot commodity this off season. And I think he's one of those players that uh, saw that the market was getting thinner and thinner and fired his manager. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he got, uh, he took what he could get and he still got a seven, so he still got 7 million, but that's no what I'm term. curious about too. Eh? Cause like, I'm sure there was teams that are like high-end good teams that offered him a one-year lower cap hit Probably. deal where they're like, hey, if you come here, yeah, you're going to get a chance to play with some really good players and potentially win a Stanley Cup. I think this makes more sense for him. He keeps the $7 million AAV. Mm-hmm. Next summer when he goes to get a contract, he can argue I'm worth at least $7 bucks. And let's be honest, if Anaheim's not in the playoff hunt this like season yep he could get probably gonna be traded to a contender anyways exactly so he might be able to get the best of both worlds here not that that's any consolation to him (laughs) because he was hoping for more that is true but yeah i think it's uh, it's like his spot to lose basically for that power play even with anaheim um they (laughs) they signed uh ryan strome so he played on the rangers last season and uh, they signed him to five times five. So it's really interesting kind of the deals that uh, Anaheim has made. They've made some like good ads adding Strom and Klingberg, but the, you kind of see them in more of a, like a rebuilding position. So it's kind of interesting. Um, they didn't, they haven't, uh, they didn't offer Sonny Milano a contract, for example, and he had some pretty good chemistry with Trevor Zegris. So, new management. Yeah. They got a Pat new general Verbeek. manager. 
So don't forget that too, right? There might be some guys there who have been on the team and maybe there was some loyalty from the last regime. This new guy came in and said, nope, mm-hmm. this is who I want. This is who I'm signing. And to be honest, I think it's it's more odd about the Rangers than anything because the Rangers had both Strom and Cop. Yeah. And then they ended up giving Trojcik the deal that they could have given to either of these guys. I guess I would argue that Trojcik is the better player. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's why, but yeah, interesting to see both of those guys leave and go to other teams. Palat. So Palat signed five by six. Was it six? I thought it was more. Six. Okay. Sorry. Signed five by six in the New Jersey Devils organization. So that's a big signing. Tampa finally lost a player. Yeah. <laughs> big signing by New Jersey. Consolation. Pal- <laughs> Not yeah. Johnny Gaudreau. Not not Johnny Gaudreau. So they they went out and got Palat. So he'll pro, he'll be on their top line or second line. He'll get to play with Andreas Janssen. <laughs> yeah, uh, he'll get to play with Andreas Janssen potentially, but probably more so Jack Hughes and uh, Nico Heischer. and both centers. He'll probably play with one of them. Yeah, not both. Maybe on maybe on the power play. Maybe on the power play. Yeah, he'll <laughs> probably get power play time. Yeah, as he'll a winger, I'm time. sure he would. I think. Like all, I think Andreas Janssen got some power play time last year, so I'm surprised. assuming yeah. Palat is gonna slide right in there. <laughs> yeah, as they um, wait for the next Hughes brother to show up. Definitely a good, very, very good player. You know, just just a good player. Um, experience, experience definitely brings clutch. a lot of that playoff experience. And yeah, very clutch. You, you all see him kind of just get better and better during the playoff runs that he's been uh, on Tampa with. So. Or with Tampa on, so I think we did mention Andre Burakovsky signing five by five point five with the Seattle Kraken. So that's a, a big add for them. Um, I think I think the team that team has added some players. They got Shane Wright. And Ron now, Francis saved all of his cap hit, so he could sign Burakovsky. Yeah, finally he's weaponizing his uh, cap space. So so yeah, so those were some of the big trades this off season signings. <laughs> those were some of the big <laughs> signings this offseason <laughs> um on to some trades speaking of trades no no we've already talked about trades this is the trade okay the, sorry sorry <laughs> on to the trade you know this is a generational trade something that we do not see happen very often yeah because we've already talked about the other trades yes. to be clear but we felt that this one needed its own section yes didn't it's not with the other trades so, as we know, Gaudreau left Calgary shortly after that, within a couple of days, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk made his intentions known to Calgary that he had no interest in re-signing and that he would basically play out his RFA years and then test free agency. So, what they decided to do is trade Matthew Kachuk. And they sure did. <laughs> trade him to the Florida Panthers for Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger, and also a conditional first-round pick. They got a lot for Kachuk. He is a 24-year-old, brings all the talent in the world, scored over 100 points last year, is a fighter, is a hitter, is the kind of guy that... That pest. Pest like Marshawn style. So he's kind of the whole package. But, man, Huberto, Weger, and a first is a lot to give up. I mean, I think in the long run makes a lot of sense for florida 
because they get Matthew Kachuk as a 24-year-old for eight years because they then sign him to an eight-year 9.5. No, no, no. So that's a sign and trade. It was a sign and trade, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's why he got eight years. Yeah. He couldn't sign eight years. That's important to talk about, though, because it's like the first one in the NHL. But that happens all the time in other mm-hmm. leagues. Yeah. So, yeah, Marcus just reminded me, very important to note here, that Kachuk actually signed the eight-year 9.5 AAV deal with Calgary and then was traded to the Florida Panthers. So it was a sign and trade, which never happens in the NHL. The reason they did that is because the team that drafts you and the team that has your RFA rights has the ability to offer you an eight-year contract, whereas if somebody else were to sign you as a free agent, the maximum they can give you is seven. So they he was here, he signed the full eight years, and then they traded him over to the Florida Panthers. Do you know if that impacts his no-move clause? Because I know with some players, it's like if you sign a no-move clause, but then you waive it to get traded, sometimes you lose it. Um, yeah, it, I think it just depends on the contract. On the contract yeah. itself. Because sometimes they honor it. Sometimes they're just like, no. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, eight years, 9.5. And then coming the other way, Huberto, who is going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, signed an eight-year, 10.5. AAV, which is the contract allegedly that was offered to Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, so didn't even play a game with Calgary. Played his whole career with Florida. Signed eight years. Eight years, ten point five mil. Turning, I mean, he was second in the league with points, I believe. So he's he, turning thirty, though. Yeah, that's. But I think he's the type of player. His skill, yeah, his skill set really transfers well to more longevity. I mean, Bergeron is thirty-eight. Yeah. But yeah, and Huberto, like this will be Huberto's age 30 to age 38 seasons. Yeah. That's pretty wild. A 10.5 mil, man. Good for him. So they basically kind of replaced more of a, Go- a Goudreau player. Yes. With uh, Jonathan Huberto. And, uh, but they added also, they also caught a defenseman in Mackenzie Weger. Their defense is pretty good. Yes. <laughs> they got some good guys. I think we'll Weger's see- like their fifth top paid defenseman on yeah that team. if he re-signs and, i'm sure he'll be the top or one of the top two there i was gonna say if not he's probably like top two in terms of skill level oh yeah <laughs> on certainly. that defensive core but they got some good guys though man calgary still a very has a very good defensive core and they only just got better now yeah we'll see we'll see what happens because i mean they have good goaltending good defense i mean they still have a pretty decent forward depth they just lost matthew kachuk so that kind of sucks uh, but certainly Huberto, I mean, if I were to ask you if you want Huberto or Gaudreau, I don't know. I, f- I feel like Huberto is probably the answer. Probably. I mean, they're very close. They're but... very similar type players, both playmaking, uh, skilled wingers that yeah. uh, will make anybody on their line better. So, Yeah. Lindholm was probably, like, crying after Matthew Kachuk <laughs> asked for a trade. He's like, first I lose Gaudreau, yeah. and now Kachuk's asking for a trade. But then to get Huberto back, and then eight years of Huberto, that'll be good for Lindholm. So, man, that was a massive trade. Big, big trade in the middle of the summer. Yeah, stuff like that doesn't happen too often. No. Does not happen too no, often. No, does not. So that was pretty cool. And Basically a swap of $10 million players. Yeah. And, again, a sign-in trade. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be a trend now in the NHL. The Leafs tried to do that with uh, Edmonton when they tri- yeah. when uh, with Zach Hyman, Hyman. Yeah. but uh, Ken Holland 
didn't didn't want to do anything. He's like, no, nope, I'm old not giving you a seventh for that extra year. <laughs> old school, baby. Yeah. Old school. So, Hyman only signed for seven years, not eight in Edmonton. So speaking of Zach Hyman and the Toronto Maple Leafs, we're going into our Leafs corner. <laughs> ah, all the corners. Of yes. The show. It's been a while since we've been in the corner where the Leafs hang out. In any corner, for that matter, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. I mean, this this room kind of feels like a corner. Yeah. <laughs> There's four corners here. That is oh, true. Kinda... We are podcasting uh, together, so I don't know if you can hear no. a difference. <laughs> <laughs> or it's been a while, so you don't really remember. Yeah, you don't know. Who are these two? <laughs> yeah. The lack of delay between yeah. <laughs> conversations here. Yeah, so at least we're, I mean... Like this is the same old story, right? We're talking about a team who's locked up their core. Most of the cap hit is taken by all the guys that are already on the team, the core guys. So really what they have left is they're looking for guys around the edge, guys around the corner, guys that they can value fit, fit under the cap value signings, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about here. There really isn't anything too big unless you consider the Matt Murray trade a relatively big trade because his cap hits almost 5 million bucks mm -hmm. for this year and next year. So here's to hoping for a bounce back, but just in case, just in case Matt Murray, Matt Murray has a, has a bit of a rough go. The Leafs signed Ilya Samsonov as a second goalie. I think who, it's a one, a one B. I think he's, I think he's going to fight for it. I think I hope so. <laughs> but I think with Murray's contract and the two Stanley Cups, he's going to be considered 1A until he loses 1A. Yeah, but I think it'll be I'm competitive. Saying, I think it'll be competitive. I think, you know, they're going to get... I don't disagree. <laughs> but uh, I don't think you watched very many of those Washington playoff games last year, Marcus. No. When I was recapping them, I did watch those games, Marcus. <laughs> I'm not too crazy about the Samsung now signing yet. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It was one series, but man, was he brutal in that series. Mm. So I certainly, certainly hope that he bounces well, back. He's young. Yeah, he's young. He's like 23. He can bounce back. Mid first round pick. Yeah. He's taking like top 15, right? So top 18. I don't I can't remember now. That's but a goaltender. So. <laughs> as a goalie. Yeah, it's a big deal. I remember when he was drafted too, because he still had three years left on a KHL contract. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And everyone's like, man, if somebody drafts him like he's playing You're, in the khl yeah. for three years and then he was drafted in the first round i was like <laughs> oh man pretty crazy but uh yeah time has not been kind to samsonov he did not have a great season last year and uh that's okay why season that's Playoff why marcus, wasn't great. marcus dropped him yeah because <laughs> he didn't do great and then i picked him up and then i dropped him because <laughs> he didn't do great so are you gonna pick him up now would you pick draft him pick him up now no not me personally this year. Unless he, unless he just blows up. You know? All the draft picks I have, Marcus, the draft capital. Yeah. Last year was my tank year. This year is my. Yeah, but what year. if you get him? You could get him as your last pick. My last pick's like in the eighth round or oh, something. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Well, not. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, Marcus, but I have five. It's been a while. How can I remember? <laughs> five third round picks this year. Yeah. I'm not taking Samsonov in the third round. So. Yeah, so now we have Matt Murray and Samsonov to replace Campbell and Mrazek. I think that's a better duo. I 
I could see <laughs> can be why. a better duo. Yeah, I mean, I do think Razik was brutal. Campbell is probably the best of the four, but Mrazik was pretty darn bad last year. Yeah. To the point where we traded a first round pick to get rid of him. That's true. So yeah. What about some other signings, Marcus? We did we even mention that? We Mrazik was traded this this draft. The Leafs moved down, by the way. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned we tra- that. But. The Leafs traded him to Chicago. They traded their first pick. And Peter yeah. Mrazik for Chicago's second round pick. So they moved down in the draft. Uh, it happened, I think they made the trade after, I believe it was Liam Liam Ogren, who was drafted by Minnesota at 19th. So the Leafs were hoping to get him at the 25th pick. And um, he was drafted. And then that's when you saw at their draft table that they started making some calls and then they pulled the trigger and traded Peter Mrazek along with their first to move down just maybe like 10, 10 picks or 12. Yeah. 12 picks. So it wasn't too much. And they drafted Frazier Minton out of the WHL, a center, more of a two way center. So uh, we'll see how he pans out, but uh, probably a couple seasons away from the NHL. And yes, going back to the, uh, signings the Leafs made. So one of the big signings was they re-signed Mark Giordano. So they um, obviously he was he came over from the Seattle Kraken in the trade deadline. Is from Toronto, has lots of family here, and I think this is kind of like a Jason Spezza situation where you know he's he's a veteran, he's made his money, and he wants to help the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, yeah. his childhood team, win a Stanley Cup. Uh, bring a Stanley Cup home to Toronto. People were thinking he may re-sign in Calgary, but uh, he chose Toronto, and he chose a bargain bin deal. I believe Kyle Dubas offered him more money to re-sign, um, but he said, you know what, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I'll take this. So yeah. he's got two years at 800 k He is a little old <laughs> at 38, but... Um, I think he's still a very effective defenseman. He was very good in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think he played better than Muzzin. Yes. I think sure. he earned a top four role. Yeah. Yep. I think he played really well with Lilligren. Yeah. I hope that they continue to play together. I hope so too. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think man. he made any defenseman that he's playing with better. Yeah. And, um, and great. maybe that's where the extra money went. Yeah. Because they re signed Lilligren. Yeah. Two speaking years, of Lilligren, <laughs> 1.4 mil AAV. So maybe they offered Lilligren like two years at one mil. And then <laughs> Giordano's like, no, nah, no, nah, give him a little more. I'll take less. Exactly. Yeah. So no, that's good. And yeah. then a couple depth signings as well. Yes. Um, but the other re sign I should mention is Pierre Engvall signed a one year 2.25 mil. So, I mean, he played really well in the second half of the season. And even into the playoffs, he had a pretty good playoffs too. So, yeah. So, yeah, Giordano, Lilligren, Engvall all coming back to the Toronto Maple Leafs, re-signing. I mean, Lilligren's an RFA. I think Engvall is too, right? Um, I imagine he I would think be. so. I think it was his last RFA season. Yeah, otherwise, he's like 25, 20, Otherwise, 26. somebody else probably would have signed him. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, here's the depth stuff. Like, uh, So, they, they, got a, they got the Stanley Cup champion. Uh, Obey Kubel from uh, Colorado. So they signed him to a one-year, $1 million deal. He was a depth player on the Colorado run. So Stanley Cup, baby. He's got a Stanley Cup, though. Plays, he's got the he, ring. He can play center. So I think 
Dubas here is really uh, revamped that fourth line. Yeah. So they also add um, Adam. By the way, we mentioned Spezza, but he officially <laughs> retired as a player and is now the special assistant to the general manager. Yeah. So I think he's going to get an opportunity to kind of dabble in various positions with the Toronto organization and see what he Dude, what he I likes. hope he's the GM one day yeah. or coach. That guy knows a lot about hockey. It's true. It is true. He, his mind is uh, I also very... <laughs> think he was kind of like the de facto captain for a while. Yeah. Like while Tavares was out and stuff. Oh, and yeah. 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 I think a lot of those guys gravitated towards him. For sure. He's uh, definitely got that veteran presence. And, you know, he... Great laugh. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he, he had that fight in that playoff round, you know, that really energized the team, made that comeback. And, you know, the Leafs just couldn't... Uh... <laughs> Who else did they sign, Marcus? Um, they signed Adam Gaudet. I think he played with the Ottawa Senators last season. I think he won the Hobie Baker. <laughs> I don't know much about him, if I'm being honest. Uh, he's he, you know, he he's... played with the Lightning as well, didn't he? No, he played Somewhere. with Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver before. Never mind. Then. Did Obey Kubel? No, he played with Philly before. Philly. He got oh. traded from Philly to Colorado. Uh, so yeah, Adam Gaudet, one year, 750k. Uh, Victor Mete also played with Ottawa last season, one year, 750K. He's a defenseman. Um, he's played a lot in the league, but he just hasn't really been able to solidify that uh, top six spot. Yeah, he was an up-and-comer in Montreal, too. Yep. Like, they yep. really thought he was going to break through and be a solid guy. Much smaller player. Yes, I think he's like 5'9", 5'11", or yeah. something like that. Well, taller than both of us. But yeah. <laughs> in terms small of, for the NHL. Small for <laughs> NHL. Well, I mean, that's changing, too, now, too. That is true. That is true. And but. then uh, they also signed Jordy Ben, not uh, Jamie Ben, his uh, his brother, Jordy Ben, um, to one year, 750K. Who also played for Montreal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, I guess the big signing or, you know. Yeah. Splash. Splash. Four years. Four years. Callie Yarncrook, uh, $2.1 million AAV. So he's getting just over $8 million Yep. For four years. So. Um, he's been a solid player, very consistent around 30 points played with, uh, Nashville for most of his, um, his career. Uh, he was traded in the trade deadline to Calgary to help, uh, on Seattle. Yeah. He taken in the, yeah. Yeah. I think he was on Seattle, Nashville. Then he got drafted in the expansion draft and then traded at the deadline. Yeah. Traded the deadline to Calgary for their playoff run didn't really pan out in calgary but overall he's been a very consistent two-way forward that can put around put up 30 points so we'll see we'll see <laughs> i think he's just he'll be like that third line winger third line yeah winger two, that can jump up maybe 2.1 so i mean it's not outrageous yeah. hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us at all just because we're always so close to the cap yeah yeah, but hopefully the cap also goes up over the next four years i think doesn't so. just stay stagnant yeah. But, I mean, Engvall's making 2.25, so he's making less than Engvall, but four years, which yeah. is a decent amount. So, good for him. Yeah. I believe when Kyle Dubas was an agent, Callie Yarncrook was one of his uh, players. Clients. Clients. So, Dubas, keeping with that trend of bringing in players that he knows really well, like Matt Murray, Sue Greyhound goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Greyhound, Sue Greyhound, Sue Greyhound. Yeah. So uh, very quickly, I just wanted to mention the Leafs who left because these are guys you might have recognized. Labushkin, I really was hoping he was going to come back. Me too. I thought he was a great fit for the Leafs, but he signed two years in Buffalo. 
Mikheyev, Ilya Mikheyev, um, he got Broke four out this years. Season. Yeah, four years, 4.75, almost 5 mil a year, Vancouver. And then Andre Kasha, uh, he signed one year, 1.5 mil, which is what he signed for in Toronto last year. And apparently the Leafs offered him the same contract again, but he say. chose Carolina. So good luck to him. Good luck to Carolina. I think they made some good moves, and maybe it'll pan out for him. Yeah, I think Kasha just he just gets hit, bit with that injury bug, and uh, it's unfortunate because he even got injured with the Leafs. You know, he was doing pretty well. Yeah, I think he was on pace for twenty goals. Then he kind of got concussion or he got an injury, and then he was out for quite a while. And he only came back like towards uh, he came back in the playoffs or he right was, at the end of the season. He was good too. So, yeah, so it's unfortunate to see, but yeah, hopefully he can get a full 82 games in Carolina. Okay. So that brings us to the end for today's podcast. A lot to, a lot to unpack there. And I think, uh, digest. Yeah. A lot. Hopefully we'll have another podcast soon and we can continue talking about any other free agent moves. And I think we're going to go into kind of like a Atlantic division recap and that kind of stuff. So stay tuned, but it was great chatting with you, Sean. As always. <laughs> Likewise. I can see you waiting for me to say something. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's been a while. Um, I hope hope we can get back to it again yeah. soon also. Uh, just life gets busy, I'm sure, as most of you know. But, yeah, I really wanted to talk about the Atlantic Division recap and kind of the goals of the Leafs next season and maybe how some of the other teams in the Atlantic Division are shaping up and looking as well. So we'll get to that. And then I wanted to talk about some impacts that you think Touch on might, fantasy, yeah. might change. Fantasy, right? All these signings and trades and you know who went where, especially goalies. A lot of goalie changes this year. Kind of see how that impacts fantasy and where you might want to be taking guys and whether or not you want to keep, be keeping even. Huberto, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> Will I? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that next time next time bye, bye.